The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, Panther fans, welcome to a very special edition of the Four Man Rush. I'm your main man, Kevin Avery, a.k.a. 4MR underscore Country Kev. Uh, we're coming to you on a Monday evening with a very special guest. Um, we're on we're online now with Joe Person of The uh, Athletic. Um, he's someone that's been covering the Panthers for, um, for what, over a decade now, Joe? A long time, man. You're not going to date me, are you, Kevin? <laughs> we'll just say you uh, you uh, you got experience, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. So, Joe, we're just going to jump um, right into it here for you. Um, you know, concerning what's going on with our Carolina Panthers. Uh, first thing I'm going to bring up to you here is um, just let you speak on it. The biggest question marks this offseason – for the Panthers are obviously at quarterback and the offensive line. Now, what are you hearing about the Panthers playing at quarterback? Well, I think they're still developing it. I, I do think they basically have two choices, right? They can either draft someone at six, be it Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, somebody like that, or handle it in, in free agency or, or more to the point via trade. And, I think that's what they're going to do. You said it, Kevin. They've got to address quarterback. They've got to address offensive line. I think with those three tackles that that are so good in the draft, hopefully one of them is still there at six. I just think the best course of action, I mean, if if you look at it, sometimes you can get lucky at left tackle taking somebody like the Panthers did last year in the third round with Brady Christensen. There have been other examples, but most of the time you find your franchise left tackle picking in the top five and the top 10. And I think that's what the Panthers are, are, are going to do ultimately, which means to your question about quarterback, is it Kirk Cousins? Is it Jimmy Garoppolo? Is it Deshaun Watson? I think it would be someone in that grouping more so than like a Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. I don't even know if Wilson or Rodgers are going to become available. If they are, I don't see why they would come here, quite frankly, because they'll be looking for a team that is ready to go to the Super Bowl right now. And I don't know that that anyone from Matt Rule to Christian McCaffrey, I don't know that anybody can sell them on that just 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 yet. Yeah, you mentioned a name. It was one of the biggest rumors blowing up on Twitter today that the uh, Panthers did reach out to Minnesota to um, as possibly acquiring uh, Kirk Cousins. Is that just in the, the latest rumor, or do you think it's some some truth behind that? Because we know with um, General Manager uh, Fitterer, he 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 said he's in on every deal. Yeah, nobody has confirmed that to me uh, on on either end, Minnesota or here. It would not surprise me at all, uh, as you said. I think I think they're going to be very aggressive. The Panthers are 
in the quarterback market? And are, are they focusing in on Kirk Cousins? I, I don't know that. Um, I know Deshaun Watson, uh, his attorney rather, was in court today down in Houston, kind of some procedural things. And it looks like that uh, Deshaun's case, both the legal and the civil uh, stuff, the criminal and the civil civil uh, aspects of his case, look like they're going to drag on, uh, you know, at least another month, maybe into April. So that's going to potentially you know, be a, be a roadblock for Pan- the Panthers or any other team uh, looking at Deshaun Watson and, and, and just exactly how his situation is going to play out. So, yeah, I think that I think Fitter and Rule are going to be making a lot of calls and doing a lot of film study on all these quarterbacks and sort of see how the, the dominoes start falling. I mean, Kevin O'Connell uh, just hired in Minnesota – uh, is you know he is uh, has come out already and said the former Rams offense coordinator has come all, out already and said he's a big Kirk Cousins fan. So I think you know I don't know that the Vikings are going to be looking to dump him, but who knows? I mean, it, when these quarterback musical chairs start spinning, it it could get crazy. We saw that last off season. Most definitely, and you know. Coming, piggybacking off what you just said, kind of led into my next question here for you. Uh, you was talking about, you know, the whole quarterback situation and options. Uh, based on the current salary cap for the Panthers heading uh, into the uh, 2022 season, um, realistically speaking, I mean, what options out there could possibly be a fit? Because I, I believe Jimmy Garoppolo, I think his cap hits like $25 million. I think Cousins is a little bit slightly more than that. Uh, with us already having 18 million committed to Donald, uh, of course, we signed P.J. Walker for pennies. But uh, salary cap-wise, what's realistic as far as any veteran options you think could possibly fit here? Who would want to be here? Yeah, it's a great question. And you're right. Cousins is at $35 million. Uh, He's traded. He, his cap number is 45, but the Panthers would – only be on the hook for 35 of that, uh, which is also Watson's number. The difference is, uh, and heck, if the Watson thing drags on, then maybe the Panthers can make, and, and other teams can can try to make this a, uh, a part of that trade too. They're going to, if the Vikings were to move Kirk Cousins, they're almost certainly going to have to eat and pay some of his salary, much like the Panthers did last year with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Watson's at $35 million also. Again, if, if those negotiations start getting hung up, Spitter yeah, and, and any other GM can say, uh, guess what, we'd like you to pay some of Deshaun's salary too because – you said it like the albatross for the Panthers, Kevin, is that 18.9 million that they owe Sam Darnold, a guaranteed 18.9 million for 2022 after picking up that fifth year option. Now, would they try to move him in a Kirk Cousins deal? Sure, they absolutely will try. Um, what you know, whether Minnesota would take him. Would Houston take them? I don't know. It, it, you, you might be in a situation where you're just you're getting money here, and then but then you're having to do the same thing on the back end, giving teams money to take Sam Darnold off their hands uh, if, if, if they want to go that route. I mean, I guess depending on who they got 
and, and how the, the, the money was situated. Uh, and, and, the, and again, the other thing too, is you could do a, you could rip it up and do a new deal for Garoppolo or for a Kirk Cousins, and then you'd spread that cap hit out. And then you've just got a $19 million backup, which isn't ideal. Right. Now, Joe, in the uh, in your articles in The Athletic, you wrote about how Panthers coach Matt Rule possibly being a lame duck coach. Uh, seeing those scenarios play out over the years with uh, uh, other organizations, do you see the Panthers potentially drafting a young QB that may take, you know, maybe a year or more to develop to potentially buy Rule more time? Or, like, what, what do you feel? I don't think they're going to go that route, but you know, if they do, it'll be a very clear sign that that Dave Tepper still believes in Matt Rule. Because you're right, Kevin. I don't think Tepper is going to sign off on a quarterback at six and then keep Matt Rule still on the hot seat. That those two those two things do not seem to jive uh, very well. I think I think that would be okay. We know that we said this was going to take time. Let's improve the offensive line. Let's throw a lot of money into there. You know, whether, uh, you know, it, it would have to be in free agency if you're going to take a, a quarterback at six. Uh, you know, who knows? I, I don't, I think the opposite, uh, uh, the other scenario that you and I discussed is probably more likely, but it's fairly early on in the process. You know, they, they were at, the Panthers had a, a big contingent down at the Senior Bowl where Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis and others were down there. About the only guy that was not there among the quarterbacks was uh, Matt Corral from Ole Miss. And, you know, the, the combine's next week. So these teams, assuming there's no boycott, these teams will get, you know, FaceTime with Kenny Pickett. And Matt, I mean, you know Matt Rule's history with him. I mean, the guy was committed. Pickett was committed to Rule at Temple before – changing his mind and going to pit. So it's going to be interesting, but, but you're right. I mean, I, I think if it's going to be a quarterback at six, then I think that the, the, the clock sort of resets on, on that rule. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. It's almost as if you're reading my mind because I was just sitting up here thinking that, you know, we've, we've all seen how Matt rule used his association, past associations with um, other players to bring them along. Um, you know, as you mentioned, um, his affiliation with uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, you know, and then Senior Bowl, as you mentioned, with other quarterbacks such as um, uh, Malik, uh, Malik Willis. Um, just overall, let's just say the Panthers don't go with quarterback, and I know you was talking about uh, tackles earlier. Do you see or do you uh, – what kind of – is there any legit reasons you could legit see a possible trade back? Because Fitter did say all options are on the table at number six. He did, and and he also spelled it out last year, where he said he thinks you can go back to about sixteen or so most years, and that that the real talent doesn't drop off until you get to about seventeen or eighteen past that. But that said, and we we discussed this earlier, drafting a franchise left tackle. Those guys are usually top 10 picks. And, and these three guys this year, Cross, Neal, and Iguanu, I mean, they're, they're not, they're not going to be around if, if you trade back. Uh, now, it is a deep tackle class. So could they do it to recoup those picks? Absolutely. I think, you know, I think 
anything's possible. I bet you, though, you know, this is a franchise that has not done anything to speak of since Dave Tepper bought the team. I think they're going to hold on to that top 10 pick, you know, unless it's part of a, a deal for Deshaun Watson. Uh, but I, I, I just think that they have an opportunity to get a, just a cornerstone left tackle drafting that high. And uh, I'd, be, I'd be real remiss if I'm Scott Fitter to, to, to trade that away. He can go get some of those other picks that they've dealt you know he can he can swing some things later in the draft to recoup some of those. I think he will. I'm not saying he's going to get all of them back, but boy, I'd I'd be hard. You know, I'd think long and hard before getting rid of that six. Right now, another rumor that was running a little hot amongst uh, Panthers fans was uh, allegedly said that Robbie Anderson, uh, if traded, would like to go back to the Jets for quote unquote unfinished business. Uh, again, is this just another rumor circulating, or is that something that inner circles may have said that he said? Because we know Robbie Anderson is very outspoken, doesn't bite his tongue. Um, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I don't have any doubt that, that Robbie's kind of looking around and wondering. I mean, he said something when he was still with the Jets, and, uh, and Matt Rule got hired. Or no, it was before he got hired. I think someone asked him about Matt Rule being a candidate as an NFL coach. Robbie was still with the Jets at the time. He said, "Oh yeah, that'd be something interesting." So yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's a stretch to suggest that he might have said that. Uh, I did ask around on that today. I, I don't. I've been told there haven't been any talks between the Jets and the Panthers. Uh, it doesn't mean there won't be uh, down the road, but uh, yeah, I think, I think that's you know, in terms of there being a deal or anything, certainly. We're not anywhere close to that yet. Okay. All right. Well, as you know, one of the most uh, popular topics among Panther fans here, um, you know, several Panther fans would love to have um, Cam Newton back for one more season, maybe be that veteran bridge to the future QB. Uh, what do you think about that may be a realistic possible return? Because when Tepper and uh, Rue reached out to the first time, I believe – a uh, two-year and a three-year, uh, multiple-year options were discussed, but they went with the one-year. Um, with that being said, do you think that could be a possibility? You know, give a cam full off-season, get some chemistry and build up. Uh, what, what what are your thoughts on that? Well, I know Rule. You know, they they've they've got a weird history, Rule and Cam, uh, from <laughs> when Rule was hired. But I but I do know Rule genuinely was was impressed with how. Cam handled his business here last year. And what was a tough situation? Um, young team, then you know, McCaffrey's hurt, uh, all these injuries, and, and obviously they didn't win like Cam had hoped. But Cam was still kind of being that leader, that type A personality in a young locker room. Um, all that being said, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I didn't think he'd come back last year, though, so who knows? It just listening to Cam talk at the end of the year, and, and he did say, look, I'm I'm okay. I am open with, with being, uh, you know, not being a starter, but it's got to be the right situation, and it, it's got to be with a winning team. He said famously, as you know, I'm not coming back for no 5-12 and 12 again. 
Um, so I don't think Cam's going to be part of the plans here. Um, you know, if he were to come back, yeah, I think they'd want him to be in sort of a, as you said, either a bridge or even maybe more of like a, a specialty package, like they were trying him, you know, trying to do with him late this season and, and also the Arizona game. Mm-hmm. Be up for that. Yeah, I don't know. Again, if, if the Panthers were on the verge of the Super Bowl, maybe. But Cam's probably going to weigh his options and see what else is out there. Well, y'all, to wrap it up with this last question here, um, for you, you know, would have been the offseason. Typically, you, you, that's usually when we usually hear from Mr. Uh, David Tepper, but he's uh, he's been quiet, um, you know, unlike previous offseasons. Um, obviously, he hasn't had a winning season since buying the team. Um, any particular reasons or speculation on why he's have yet to publicly speak yet? Or if he has, what what are you hearing? I mean, I'd say he's a little embarrassed for one thing. Um, you know, they, they, this this program, this franchise has has been—I don't want to call it a laughing stock, but it is—it has not been. It, it's been among the bottom teams in the league since since he bought the team, and uh, and I don't know that he has a whole lot to say that's different. Like he when when he hired Matt Rule, you know, we all know he was preaching about how rule was a builder a rebuilder and it was going to take time rome wasn't built in a day this kind of thing and so you know he clearly made the decision to stick with rule i just don't think he had a whole lot to say on that regards you know the the combine's coming up next week the owners meetings down in florida or are later in march so maybe tepper will speak at, at, at one of those uh that venues but uh, yeah, I think I think fans certainly you know would like to hear and deserve to hear from from the owner, especially in these tough times that that the Panthers have had. But uh, that's sort of my read on it. I, I think I think rules a little embarrassed and just doesn't have a whole lot to say about it. Uh, that's different from maybe a couple of years ago, <laughs> or he's afraid of what he might say. Yeah, because when it came out that that uh, he said he was a little embarrassed by this contract he gave Rule, we, we, we it kind of shocked us. Like, did he really say that, or is that just a rumor? You know about the whole uh, contract thing. But um, yeah, they desperately been saying in all season, uh, coaches are looking to get Matt Rule money or better. Because <laughs> they feel like their resumes justify it. So uh, Tepper has definitely uh, set the bar as far as what coaches are now asking for. <laughs> Yeah, he did. And, you know, of course, the college coaching uh, market has gone crazy, too, um, which Matt Rule has reminded, you know, he's mentioned that a couple times to to his team, uh, you know, under under the context of, look, if I wanted to leave, I could go make more money in college. But I want to see this thing through, uh, you know, if things go sideways halfway through next season, though, I mean, he, he's probably going to be looking at, at college jobs and Panthers probably going to be encouraging him to do that. <laughs> definitely. All right. Well, Joe, we definitely appreciate you uh, making the time for us on short notice to um, definitely share your insight, um, your professionalism, your opinions. Uh, once again, you're currently working for the athletic. Uh, feel free to let um, our foreman rush fans and uh, just social media in general know uh, what's going on in the athletic, um, how they can subscribe to, follow you and things of that nature 
Yeah, I appreciate that, Kevin. So, yeah, we actually have a, a pretty good deal going right now. A dollar a month for six months. So basically six bucks from now until what? Training camp, through training camp. Mm -hmm. uh, so best way to hit that is just through my Twitter, at Joseph Person. I put all the links to my articles up there. And uh, if you're not a subscriber, that'll take you to the, the page and get out your credit card or a hundred pennies and uh, subscribe to the athletic. I appreciate it, man. Oh yeah, most definitely. And again, we, uh, we definitely appreciate you making time. Uh, definitely hope you look, f uh, you had the opportunity to uh, come back and uh, grace us again. Uh, one last thing on a personal, um, you're going to be out in Vegas for the draft. No, no, I am going to the combine though. Yeah. Uh, okay. So hoping, uh, hoping those quarterbacks go out there and don't, you know, <laughs> it seems like this boycott's going to, you know, not going to happen. So, right. you, know, the boy, you know, the combine last year, actually the 2020 combine was the last time, you know, right before COVID hit that I got to cover like an NFL wide type event. So, Looking forward to getting back to Indy and checking out these prospects, checking out these uh, left tackles, man. Yeah, that one is it because Cam Irvin is not it. <laughs> All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's um, this once again. Thank you, um, Joe Person, for making time here. Everybody, this is Joe Person from the Athletic. Again, uh, you can go follow him on Twitter um, at Joe Person, um, and then definitely. A dollar for six months? Come on now. We find that in the cracks of our couch on a, on a daily basis. So uh, definitely sign up. Great articles, great insight. Uh, he's very credible. He's not one of these national guys that just put out fluff. So definitely a credible man to follow. All right. Well, Joe, again, appreciate the time. Uh, you're more than welcome to come back um, as honorary guest of the four-man rush um, anytime. We'll definitely uh, be glad to have you on. Kevin, it was an honor and a privilege. I appreciate you, and uh, have a good week, man. All right, you do the same. Take care. See you.